Word to your mother. Welcome back, everybody. It's MG. I'm here with Ferno and Lambo. Let's go. Hey, I, I got to be the best singer on this podcast. Gotta be the best <laughs> I don't know about that, always. man. A little bit of Fergie and Jesus right there. Fergie and Jesus. <laughs> highest compliment I could receive for the day. Thanks, Wayne. <laughs> I got a smile on my face now. Uh, Lambo, Ferno, how you how you guys doing today? Pretty good. You know, yeah, just uh, had a pretty chill day. Got some stuff done. Yourself? I'm good. I am deep, deep into golf. Yeah. Um, I am focused. Hope Heavy research. Focused. Yeah. Hope you boys are focused. This is uh, this is going to be a lot of fun. Ferno, what's uh, what's life like in Toronto these days? Oh, you know, it's pretty locked down, you know, <laughs> lots of snow now last couple of days. So it's uh, nice, nice to look at, but uh, can't really go enjoy it. So, you know, it's we're getting by here. Hopefully things start to open up uh, pretty soon here. Sounds like uh, from a pandemic level, it seems like the numbers have come down a lot. So, uh, you know, things are looking up. We're hoping anyway. Knock on yeah, that is, yeah, for sure. It is. It is looking up. Get through this here. Um, thankfully, we got golf golf to keep us going oh yeah a couple hours a week you know get us focused on something fun hopefully we make everybody laugh we know we're not going to make anybody money so uh, (laughs) that's for sure we'll just focus on making people laugh and not the money certainly not our own selves yeah exactly Mm -hmm. yeah well i got i got a few uh i want to i'm going to tip my 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 cap my proverbial cap to a few things that happened this weekend and and then i'm going to let you gentlemen sort of let me know where you want to take this and and what we should explore a little bit more but uh number one tip of the cap to tyrell hatton and his thumb mm. uh the european tour uh phenomenal phenomenal social media uh this weekend had me jacked up you know when you're glum pop up your thumb can't wait to do that all season keep me from snapping some clubs uh see yep. kim zero bogeys on the stadium course uh, wow. I've, I've played it i know we've all played it um stadium course zero bogeys 54 holes obviously played 18 holes at the nicholas course which he hates i think he shot 87 or something a year ago mm-hmm. anyways uh impressive impressive stuff uh darren clark champions tour two wins in a row um loved his uh, speech after after his win talking about you know that he's probably given his mates too many shots on the golf course to create a level of pressure uh, to sort of get him ready for 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 winning on the Champions Tour. Like I didn't realize Darren Clark is is you know looks like he could win a bunch. Um, and then LPGA uh, Jessica Corda six, sixty in round three, clutch win, uh, clutch putt to win the playoff. Those are my uh, those are the stories I'm tipping my cap to. Uh, really exciting weekends. We'll start with uh, Lambo. What uh, what do you want to dive into there? Well, I mean, I, my my first question, well, right off the hop there, Siwoo Kim, no bogeys uh, on the stadium course. Um, I'm not not quite sure how that compares to uh, us. Uh, many many more bogeys in this trio. Um, uh, but right away, like you said, he, he he had shot 87 at that golf course either last year or the year before. Um, certainly not uh, a place that he um, you know, 
that we would have expected that he would have one liked and two played well. So good for him. Um, guy just sort of pops up every now and again, uh, snatches something away. Um, you know, you look at that guy, he's got three wins. Uh, one of them is a player's championship. Uh, and then you look at another guy like Tony Finau, who's a popular topic on this podcast, uh, and in golf circles all around the world, right? This is the one single win. Um, and you just look at Finau and you're like, man, that guy should have had five, six wins by now. Uh, and then see, top probably. 10 machine. Yeah. Top, yeah. 10 top 10 machine. machine yeah. So yeah. yeah, I mean, that was impressive. That was impressive to watch, especially after that hot run from Cantley. Cantley was the tournament favorite, I believe. Uh, he was one or, one or two four, going in. 14 to one. He was the favorite yeah. after Rom. Reed or after um, Rom. Rom pulled out. He was 14 to one in the, and the favorite. Yeah, that's right. So yeah, he had the pressure on him. He birdied, uh, you know, 16 and 17. Uh, to take it so that was impressive yeah. it was interesting about Cantley there was one putt a short putt on the back back nine I can't remember where it was but he missed it and I felt like he knew at that time that like that that was going to be the difference and it ended up being the difference there was one putt all day that he missed um, he needed to make one more putt which is crazy to you know the guy who shoots 11 under right so mm-hmm. yeah Fernie what about you um, we got the Euro Tour we got Darren Clark we got the LPGA um, well, it's always good. Uh, Terrell Hatton, he's, he's coming up the ranks there. He's going to win a bunch, I think, going forward. Pretty good story for him. Kind of out-dueling uh, Rory there. Rory put on a show. Kind of had – he had a, a mediocre – was second or third round where he kind of uh, let the field catch up and, and then uh, definitely rebounded there on the Sunday to, um, to, to give himself a chance. But it seemed like uh, Terrell was just a little bit too much and – that's a good story there. He's a, he's he's another guy on social media that's pretty funny. That uh, uh, you know they're they're involved with the European tour. They they're doing the social media, getting everyone together. But uh, he's done some pretty good stuff on his own. So uh, yeah, happy to see him win. Pretty good story. Yeah, Hatton moves up to fifth in the world now. Um, that's incredible. So, so I mean to to watch and and, and yeah, Hatton has some of the best moments. Uh, like you know, demanding his caddy tell him that it was it's the worst shot he's ever seen him hit while playing. <laughs> yeah. and, and and I can't remember too much what Hatton on like on social media other than the stuff he's done with the Euro Tour. Uh, yeah. But his reactions on course uh, are phenomenal. Um, uh, his his wife or girlfriend at one point is in a porta potty uh, yeah. and interrupted one of his shots. Anyways, yeah, great reactions right the on the golf swing. course. Yeah. Um, but yeah, McElroy let everybody back in twice, round two and then round four. Didn't show up for round two, yeah. round four, yeah. um, which, you know, bit of a head scratcher, but Terrell Hatton, yeah, number five player in the world. And um, I mean, you know, uh, everybody was buzzing about you know that video that came out about you know uh, if you're glum pop your thumb uh from the european tour like what a great job like that was the talk this weekend and they're just uh, creating some funny funny stuff and and i just absolutely love it um and i just think it was even better that tyrell hatton actually won this weekend and right uh, right like you know they filmed that on like monday or tuesday or wednesday like right before the tournament you know and then to be able to sort of switch from that uh self-deprecating uh mode and and turn the jets on and go win the tournament it's pretty impressive he did it did you guys see the highlight he did it once right like he he missed a putt or something and he sort of stuck his thumb up and smiled and just just amazing um was was the you know, for me, it probably was the number one story this weekend was the Euro Tour and Hatton and, and everything that went on there. But, 
but That's really good. good. All right, I got some, I got some, I got some club snaps. So some things that just, you know, would make me want to take my pitching wedge and put it over my knee, if you will, um, <laughs> this past weekend, which uh, uh, all three of us have done uh, in our past. So yeah, I've never seen that before. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I've seen um, each of you do that at least once. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, we're trying to mature. It's not happened very quickly, but we're trying to mature. It's a slow process. It's for in us. our degenerate blood. It is in the degenerate blood. That's for mm. sure. So, so uh, you know, Patrick Reed shooting seventy five. Um, I was all over him. That was a club snap. Um, McElroy going MIA round two and round four. Um, the LPGA coverage, and not that I was trying to watch the LPGA on TV, but. I actually thought on social media all weekend, I sort of was like, is there an event happening? I'm not really getting any content. It's not on golf TV. Um, I know there's been discussions and critiques about it uh, this weekend, um, but I have no idea what happened uh, at the, the, uh, the Diamond Resort Celebrity Challenge uh, other than, uh, you know, Jessica Corda, phenom- phenomenal 60 in round three, goes into a playoff, wins on the first playoff hole. And then my, my probably my last and biggest club snap was Tony Finau versus Siwoo Kim, 12th hole on Sunday. They're both playing the par five. Siwoo steps up, driver from the fairway, puts it into a perfect spot, of, avoids the water, gets up and down for a birdie. And Tony Finau has a driving iron or long iron in his hand and he puts it in the water. And Ooh. that was the, the difference maker. So those are my club snaps. Start with Fernie. Fernie, what do you want to dive into there? Um, Siwoo, he loves to hit the driver off the deck. I've seen a few videos of him just stepping up, basically just lets it fly no matter what. He, he's, that's, that takes some courage and uh, some gusto to do that. So that's uh, pretty remarkable right there. I know. I wish I, I wish that was sort of on my resume as one of my number one golf skills was <laughs> driver off the deck from anywhere. Driver off um, the tee would help even some days. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, we're going to start somewhere. <laughs> Depending on the day. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, I just thought it was the, the turning point. When it was like, Fino was, I think he was a few shots back, but it was the 12th hole. And if he had just birdied with Siwoo Kim, he would have still been there. And there was holes left and instead. Yeah, and I mean, he, he, he pulled a second shot into the water. As, as you stated already. And then he had like a chip, uh, you know, shooting four, put it to about a foot and a half and then missed the putt. Right. I really think it's that putt that, that like, yeah, was yeah. a real club snap, right? Like, you know, yeah. he could have got out of there with a par yeah. um, heck he could have even chipped in for birdie, but you know, to go and miss a little tap in like that, yeah. it just shows a real lack of focus. Yeah. I, I um, think it's, I think it's the difference when we talk about why Siwoo, you know, comes and goes, but has three wins. And one of them being the players and Tony having all these top tens, but you know, only one victory was, it was the 12th hole for me. That was just like, that was it. Siwoo can stand up and hit a driver and know exactly where it's going to go. If he doesn't hit it perfect, he's going to miss it a little, right. It's perfect. Where Tony's pulling it into the place. He can't put it. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, something just seems to make a change. few of those little mistakes on Sunday that just, cost him the event every time and he just seems like he can plow through three rounds and look like an absolute stud but then he when it comes to crunch time he just it's either self-doubt or he just loses like you said loses focus and, yeah. and just can't get that done so you, you, you kind of feel for the guy because 
I mean, he can't feel for him because he's just filling up his pockets with ten <laughs> top ten, <laughs> top ten <laughs> finishes. Yeah, real, real yeah. sorry, real sad story. Yeah, yeah. but uh, his trophy. No, no, but you play to sure. win the game. I know. Yeah, right. You play to win, and uh, I'm a big. We're we're all big Tony fans. We've been putting money on him all the time. So, um, <laughs> you know, Tony, if you're listening, we love you. We know we you're not listening. We love let's you, go, Tony. Let's go, um, Tony. Looking forward to seeing you win a golf tournament soon. Uh, yeah. Mike, what else was what else was on your list there? We should, we should uh, probably Patrick talk about Reed. one more of those. Yeah, yeah. Patrick Reed, McElroy, LPGA coverage, or anything else that you just, you know, made you want to snap your club this weekend. I mean, I'll come out with maybe the not so obvious, the LPGA coverage, man. It just wasn't even anywhere to be seen. Uh, like they get, you know, they always get the short end of the stick and it's some real good golf if you actually uh, want to sit down and watch it um it's always on at these weird hours and half the time they put it on like tape delay and like you like you mentioned it's not on any uh streaming like golf tv like you know they've got a real issue uh that really pissed like kind of pisses me off out there like you know um usga this is like a little bit of a stretch pull story here but like usg had usga had a thing on uh around the time of the women's open where uh they were all about like let's let's grow the women's game let's like let's make it even let's make it like more equitable and like let's you know but then they don't give the two million dollars to the winner of the women's u.s open right so i i was kind of tweeting back and forth with some people about that kind of like okay if they really wanted to do that you know step up and do it step up and put your like the reason it doesn't get the coverage is because the money's not there And, and as like an as like a body that's sort of um you know, leading a leader of women's golf and, and ha- really has the opportunity to sort of put that game forward. Um, you know, that kind of just makes me want to snap my club. Yeah. That's a solid point for sure. Uh, I hadn't realized that. And that's, uh, that makes a lot of sense. They're going to, you know, spend $2 million for the men's men's open champion. Um, and, and you're right. I saw all of that communication and all of that messaging it's like a campaign uh, like a full-on campaign, campaign but yeah. then no one's yeah. asking why they're not you know yeah. why if they're going to come out and do say that yeah they're just saying it for optics i'm not sure mm-hmm. right but yeah oh this feels like they got they, they sort of did a, a lot of great work they got they got right to the finish line but they didn't they didn't actually finish that's know? right you know um but um yeah i mean i i hope that's the next step for the lpg i mean i would love to um I think we all have our golf TV subscriptions. Um, you know, I'd love golf TV to have the LPGA coverage. Um, would love to have featured groups from the LPGA. Um, even if it is just the on demand, right. And that's one of the great things about golf TV is that you can go in and, and watch um, anything from earlier in the day or days prior and, and catch featured groups. And I would love to do that for the LPGA. So let's, let's hope it goes, uh, goes there someday. Right. So. Okay, good uh, good start to the show here, gentlemen. Moving on here, um, I've got uh, you know gambling on the golf course is is one of the things that uh, you know we we started this podcast for is is to also talk about you know our our you know our degenerateness, if you will, while actually playing golf, right? And we love you know, and golfers love. Um, you know, to be out there on the golf course, um, but with something on the line. And it doesn't really matter how much, but having something on the line and having a game, um, you know, stepping on the first tee and figuring out what's going on, 
and it's awesome. We've talked about uh, the Nassau. We've talked about the six, six and six. Um, and I'm always sort of trying to figure out what are, what are other games out there that, that I think we would like. And, you know, cause coming up with new stuff all the time is, is, is great on the golf course. Um, you know, over the last couple of years, uh, we've started to have sort of long drive court competitions on the golf course on every par five. Right. Um, or closest to the pins on every par three. And those are sort of extra games on the side of your six, six and six or your NASA. Anyways, here's a good story for you. And then I'll let you, you gentlemen think about some of your side games or some of your little side actions and things that happen during one of your matches. Um, Cause I thought this was really cool. So uh, Louis who stays in Charles Schwarzel, uh, childhood friends, both major champions. Um, this is back years ago, they were playing a practice round at uh uh for the u.s open the two of them and they they always have a match going there's an undisclosed amount of money going uh, during during this match um but they play a game called uh, recall mulligan which is means that during their match uh each player gets one recall mulligan which means that uh they can anytime a shot is hit they can ask the player that they have to retake that shot. So, you know, likely when they've hit an amazing shot, maybe near the end of the match, they can say, oh, you got to play that shot again. And that's yeah. sort of, they each have that in their game. So the story goes that they were playing this practice round and, um, and, and I, and I can't remember and it's, and, and I really should, cause I, I did a lot of thought and preparation and now I can't remember, but anyways, either Louis or Charles, hit a impossible bunker shot from over 200 yards on like the 14th or 15th hole and they hit it to 25 feet. So the other guy said, ah, recall Mulligan, you mm -hmm. got to hit it again. And he dropped it in the same bunker, same spot. And he hit it to 10 feet, <laughs> won, won the hole, ended up winning the match. And that was my introduction to this recall Mulligan idea. And I'm, and I'm kind of pretty intrigued about, you know, sort of throwing that into my, uh, my my on course uh, gambling games this summer. What do you guys uh, What do you guys that's think a, about that? That's a pretty cool, pretty cool game. You know, it really puts uh, really. You never know when that's gonna when it's gonna get called on you. So you always got to be prepared. But to step up and hit a shot like that and uh, and recover an over two hundred yard bunker shot, geez, that's that's pretty insane to to hit that on the green. I mean, it just keeps you focused and, and it really makes you. You know, especially if you hit a good shot, you really don't want to screw up the next one. So I think that that would be a fun, uh, a fun game to play. Uh, I would, I would, we should try that out this summer. You know, it's yeah. almost, it's almost like, um, you know, you got to validate what you just did, right? And right. Uh, you know, part of me kind of likes that idea and and having to be sort of ready for that, right? Because that just means that you've got to have have one extra layer of like uh, intensity or um, like like focus out on the golf course. Right. So I think it's yeah. a little bit of that is also about the mindset that you have um, when you're in a game like that, or when you know that that could be called at any time, right. To just sort of be like, like yeah. ready and accept it and go out there and just do it again. Mm -hmm. That's right. Yep. Yeah. Like how often do you hit a shot? Like right away after, unless there's like, well, for me, unless there's like OV left or right, then, then I'm maybe doing it. But, or grass. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but it really, it, it's, you don't, you don't hit a shot usually typically right away. So you got to refocus and, and grind down. Yeah. And it's almost just like, you know, we've all hit multiple shots in a row on the range, uh, in our practice sessions. So you just try and, you know, build that routine, go back to your routine and, and just try and yeah. do 
do the same shot again, but I like that idea. Pretty cool. I just get, I just get jacked up about the thought of, you know, getting, getting that recall called on me cause I'm up in the match and I hit a great shot and then I get a chance to do it again. And that yeah. opportunity and to do it, it even better, at least oh, maybe doing it just as well or well, as, as, Oh man, you'd be yeah. Heart top pumping. of the world, top of the world. Yeah. And, um, I, I think it could create, I mean, the, the, the stories are what are what I find really cool when you're, when you're on the golf course and you add that pressure and you pull it off and you win a couple bucks against the people you're playing golf with, it creates some cool stories and lots of laughs. And that one, that recall mulligan, when I, when I read that, I thought that would be really cool. So thought I would share that with the listeners and, and you fine gentlemen. Just one, right? One per round or negotiate negotiable that, or. Yeah. They, that's how they played it. Um, yeah. One per round and any time. Right. So. All right. Well, let's uh, let's think ahead now. We are uh, Wednesday, and uh, tomorrow's Thursday, which means it's round one. Farmers Insurance Open. Um, Tory Pines. Uh, that's the big story this week. I think is is Tory Pines. Um, you know, um, it's uh, you know my question question to you, gentlemen, about Tory Pines is, you know, is it one of those courses where you either, you know you either love it or you hate it. And I, th- I do think that there are, you know, golf courses that guys play well on and don't play well on or like, or don't like, is, is it more of a case of, you know, cause Tiger always starts his year here, right. Yeah. He likes this golf course, from, you know, whatever. So is, is it this week? Is it that Tory is either, you know, that where you either love it or hate it, or should we be thinking more about that? Yes, Tory is a, is a challenge, and, and it is a big golf course, uh, and they are hosting the U.S. Open um, later this year, and we should just be focusing on the guys that are sending the ball, hitting it a mile, and also on fire. Like, Leet, you know, what you do take, you think? You take a look at a couple of weeks ago when, when Kis, Kisner made those remarks uh, when, in his press conference when he said, you know, you, you expect to win anywhere, and he said no. Uh, you know, I'm not going to win at Beth Page or I'm not going to win at Tory. Um, you know, you, you start to question, well, why is he saying that? Is it because the golf course is too long for him or is it just too much of a beast for him? But you figure any guy on tour, you know, can f- maybe f- figure to stick handle their way around and put up a decent score. So, uh, you know, maybe it's just too long and it's just overpowering for a lot of guys that just don't hit it like, you know, the DJs, the ROMs, et cetera, right? Yeah. And I think it's, uh, I think it is the difficulty of the golf course, right? I don't think, I don't think it's like a love hate. And I, I, you know, if, if you don't like how long the golf course is and you know, you don't play well there because of that, then get longer. Like, you know, it's, yep. it's, it's fine for all the top guys. Um, you know, that sounds like ignorant to say, I guess, but like, you know, it's a long, hard, challenging golf course. And, you know, you know what you're getting into. We've seen it before. It's been, it's not like it's new, Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I, I don't know yes. if it's a love hate. Some guys just may not want to tweak their game just for one, you know, one yeah. golf course a year. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You see a lot of guys, you, see, you look at, for example, uh, a guy like Martin Keimer going into the masters, he changed his game around to try and, uh, suit the masters and it totally took him out of the loop for a while. Yeah. So, you know, a little different though. It's a major, for you, know, sure. you, you know, but there it's going to be at Tory too. Um, the U S open. So you know, maybe you guys are thinking a little bit different, but I get your point on that. Um, but yeah, you, you just may not want to tweak your game for one or two courses per year and, and feel like you're going to, 
you know, be able to put up a good score or a good, you know, pole position at the, the rest of the events. Cause there's a lot of events through the year. So mm-hmm. like I was looking through leaderboards for the last couple of years for the farmer's insurance open and it's, it's name brand gentlemen. It is, um, there are no real, um, you know, I, I bet that the top tens in the last three years at the farmer's insurance are mainly made up of the top 50 players in the world um, looking at it. So um, it's not just length. I think it is about iron play and um, just the best golfers in the world. Um, and, I, and I think that's why it's going to host the U.S. Open. And so, um, so, so what, what do you, th- what do you think about my question there, Lambo? Is it either, is it guys who, you know, we're going to focus on that, that really like it, or should we be focusing on guys who are, are hot right now? I, I mean, I, I have to think that uh, path performance is going to play a little bit of a factor. Um, you know, I, I believe a place like Torrey Pines, you know, given the terrain and the length, as we spoke about, um, you know, you've got to work your way around there pretty well, uh, not get, find yourself in the trouble spots. You know, if you hit a drive on the wrong side of the fairway, and and the hole is going the opposite direction and you're in that sort of rough you know it's going to penalize you for sure um that said i don't think you can discount guys who are trending ever um you know usually 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 it's 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 those guys who are um who can bring their game from course to course uh that you know that you can be looking at as well um yeah I find Tory to be like a similar conversation to Augusta where it's, you know, horses for courses. You've played Augusta before you've had success there. So you're going to lean that way, but you're also going to look at, you know, players who may be top 10, top 20 in the world, like Matt Wolf or somebody like Victor Hovland, who, you know, who hasn't maybe had that much experience, but um, anyway, so, all right, well, it's interesting. I, I look forward to sort of watching Torrey Pines, the golf course itself. Uh, it's going to beat some guys up. Um, we, we've had lots of events in the last couple months that have been uh, lots of low scoring and, and that's not going to be, let's hope that's not the case. And we get a little bit of a preview for the U S open coming up, right. Which is kind of cool when you get to watch, um, the tournament in the same year for a major and you get a bit of a preview. So I think that'll be pretty cool. Absolutely. Okay. Well, moving into a new segment this week. Um, you know, we've been um, dropping a few side bets uh, amongst each other here. Um, currently got a, a bit of a lead on uh, you two degenerates. Um, but um, anyways, we're going to start a new segment uh, to sort of organize our side games and, uh, and listeners can sort of maybe follow on and make their picks. But what we've done is we've got uh, – I've picked 10 head-to-head matchups. So this is going to be our head-to-head segment, gentlemen. We've got uh, 10 of them. We're going to go through. Uh, we're, going to pick, uh, we're going to pick our winners for the 10 there. And a uh, little side bet on the, act, on the line there for the three of us. Whoever can, whoever can get the more, the more correct out of 10 is the winner. And we'll do this each week. We'll set up uh, 10 sort of feature matchups head-to-head. And we will track them and see where they're at. So uh, without further ado, what I'll do is I'll, uh, I'll just rotate the, the first sort of the, the conversation so that we each get uh, equal chances to sort of make, uh, make our picks for second and third, if you will. But uh, we're not using any odds. We're just going straight up and we're just going to sort of go lightning round through these. Um, you got something 
uh, you know, you want to elaborate on, feel free. So um, I'll go first. Our first matchup this week is Victor Hovland against Matt Wolf. And although I'm uh, I'm probably on Hovland in in, uh, in some of my picks later on, um, I'm going to take Matt Wolf um, in this head-to-head matchup. Lambo, let's go you next. Uh, Victor Hovland for me. Uh, he's had a couple weeks off. I think he's fresh. Okay. Long, long hitter. Yeah, I like Hovland too on that one. Yeah. He's a he's a great grinder. I mean, Wolf's Wolf's a stud too, but uh, we, could, we could see a good battle with these guys on Sunday. It could be right there. Okay, we'll start with Lambo Sungjae M versus Mark Leishman. Uh, I've got to go with Sungjae. Okay, Inferno. I'm going to go with Leash. I just like him as a defending champion. Uh, he's been playing well the last couple of weeks, so I, I like to see him, you know, maybe prove a point and keep it going. Yeah, I'm on Leash as well. Um, I, I think Sung JM's uh, his, his gas tank is going to run out at some point. Uh, he's playing every week, so I'm going to yeah. I'm going to assume that has an effect at some point, maybe at a difficult course like, like Tori it does and, and Leash being defender champion. So I'm on, I'm on Leishman. Uh, next matchup, start with Ferno. We got, uh, we got John Rom versus Rory McIlroy. Um, I like Rory. Um, especially he did play well uh, for most of the part last weekend. Uh, Rom, Rom was a, he withdrew last week for precautions. So, uh, I'm not sure what's going on there. Hopefully he's okay, but um, I like I like Rory coming over from across the pond to try and get it done. All right, and I'm going to be on Rom this week. Um, I tried to figure out what that injury was. It, it was like uh, he injured himself working out. He wanted to just give himself some extra time. Uh, it just sounded like he might he didn't want to play last week. So yeah. um, I think I think Rombo's probably good and good and ready to go this week. So I'm on Rom. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to go with Rory. Um, you know, the guy's super hot right now. And, you know, I, even though maybe Rom's injury might have been a phantom injury, we just don't know. Um, and I don't think we know. I don't think we know what, he, what we're going to get out of him. Uh, yeah. I know Rom has won the event uh, a couple seasons back, but Rory also has two two straight top fives there in his only I'm two pretty, appearances. Yeah. So and I'm I, looking for him I'm to pretty take sure. It. All right. I like that you guys are on Rory and that I'm the only one on Rom. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm pretty sure that uh, that Rom was working with the sports betters, uh, the bookies, um, to drop out of last week because too much money would have been on him this week. So it's probably some money's been pulled off because of this, you know, quote unquote injury. So uh, big conspiracy theory guy. So, all right, Lambo. Next matchup: uh, Ricky Fowler versus Gary Woodland. I'm gonna go with Woodland. Um... I just don't know what's going on with Ricky. Uh, I know Woodland is coming off of injury, but he was quoted as saying uh, last week that um, he's feeling really good, um, that uh, he was sort of tearing up how uh, how, how happy he was uh, that he's now back and healthy again. Um, and I think his game's going to fit quite well at Torrey Pines. Ricky's not quite as long as Gary. Um and I'm not, not really, even close. So. I'm not sure what's going on with Ricky, man. I mean, he, he's, he's hitting yeah. some, some heel shafted mallet. He changed his swing. Super stroke. Yeah. And not digging it. Not no, digging no. it. No, he's really working through it, but uh, doesn't see, uh, I think he's feeling pretty frustrated about it. So he's a, Dave, Lam- yeah. Dave Lambert golf.com. Dave Lambert golf.com. 
Uh, I think, yeah, I think that's, I, I like that too, Gary Woodland. Even yeah. uh, to give him a broken arm, I'd still like him against Fowler. Yeah, I'm on Gary Wooden too. So all three of us are on Gary. He played well last week, um, showed some signs, and um, definitely you're going to need his 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 length and his strength um, out of that rough. And I love that he hits a cut uh, around Tory Pines. Um, I, I think uh, Gary might be on my uh, on my picks list a little later. Um, okay, next up, uh, I'll go first here. We got Siwoo against Bubba Watson. Um, I probably would have picked Siwoo this week um, if it wasn't for uh, Bubba Watson's beautiful new iron covers that I saw uh, him sporting this week. Anybody who throws those beautiful looking iron covers, um, I'm, I'm in all the way. So I got Bubba. I've also got Bubba. Um, I just think what we've seen from Siwoo, despite his uh, success, uh, he just tends to drop out and drop off. So Yep. Um, I don't know. I don't know what, what's going to happen. He's a real, a real wild card there. Uh, Bubba's got some success at Torrey Pines. I look for him to take that one. I am going to go total opposite of what Mike just said. And anybody who <laughs> uses iron head covers <laughs> should be crucified and eliminately, it, immediately have their tour card provoked. And but what if they're forged? <laughs> forged head covers? <laughs> no, the irons, man. You got to protect, protect the retail. <laughs> Who cares? Did you see the iron covers, Ferno? <laughs> yeah. Did you see them? Oh yeah, I've seen. Uh, them. White Wait, is ping, he trolling us? Branded. Is oh, he's trolling, trolling us okay, for okay, sure. Okay. It's oh, awesome. Yeah. Sure. Oh yeah. 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 Big troll job. All right, so you're going see Woo. I'll go see Woo. Okay. All right. <laughs> I will okay. see Woo. Will, will. Okay. All right. All right. Let's roll through. Let's roll through these. Uh, Ferno, you're up next. Corey Connors versus Louis Usazen. Hmm. I'll go with oh, Louis is just such a gem, but I'll go with the Canadian kid. Okay, Lambo. Yeah, same with me, Connors. I just haven't seen much out of Louis, uh, much that I like out of him lately. So, yeah, Connors for me too. Uh, one of the best uh, strokes gained off the tee players in the PGA Tour. I think he's top ten. Corey Connors underrated. Uh, Torrey Pines, perfect venue for him. Uh, okay, next up, um, I can't remember whose turn it is. Ryan Palmer versus Cam Smith. Ferno, you go first. I'll uh, I'll take the young gun, Cam Smith. Okay, he's got the hair to match it. Blaze mm-hmm. of glory. He's got that uh, rat tail looking mullet going on there. Beautiful. He's got those summer teeth too. Summer here, summer there. He's just an absolute mess. It's great. <laughs> okay. I'm taking Ryan Palmer. Um, I saw his name on the leaderboards the last couple of years and I was digging through him. So uh, I'm going to go Ryan Palmer. Uh, it's Cam Smith for me. Cam Smith. Yeah. I don't think. Uh, yeah. I'm just not feeling Ryan Palmer. I think he's probably going to be a little bit tired. I believe he's played the last three weeks. He's All right, next low matchup. On swag. He's lumbering low on swagger. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. up in Hawaii. <laughs> That's right. All right, next matchup, uh, Lambo. You go first. We got Patrick Reed versus Harris English. Harris English. Uh, he's hot and uh, definitely long enough to get it around out there. Okay, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Patrick Reed. I have a good feeling about him. I didn't show up last week. Uh, big tournament this week, prep for the U.S. Open. I got Patrick Reed. Ferno? I'm going to follow that, too. I'm going to take Patrick Reed. I, I was gearing towards English just because I like that he had a win this week or led this year, and uh, he's he's been playing pretty consistent. But 
you know, it pains me to say it, but I think Reed's going to bounce back. Okay, next matchup, uh, Jordan Spieth versus Emiliano Grillo. Frontal, lead us off. Oh, I'm going to get on the Grillo. Uh, <laughs> really, 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 you. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I, I've seen Grillo's name around a couple, uh, couple times the last month or so. So um, I'll take him. I don't think Speed's going to make the cut. Um, he, he continues his woes through uh, 2021 this year. That's my projection. Yeah, that feels to me like a no-brainer. Grillo was uh, featured pretty prominently in the coverage last week. I can't remember. He might have had the lead for a little while um, on Saturday. Yep. Um, yep. So he's you know relatively hot. Uh, I just don't think the way Spieth's been hitting the ball that uh, that's going to play into his hands this weekend. And then Jason Day versus Adam Scott. Who did you pick? Off. Who did you pick? Oh, Grio. Sorry. Grio. Grio. All right. Yeah, okay. I'm on Grio as well. Cool. Um, and then I'm going to be on Adam Scott uh, versus Jason Day. I've also oh. got Adam Scott as well. I've actually got both those guys uh, picked to win um, based on their odds. But if in a head-to-head, I've got Adam Scott. Bruno, finish both, us off there. You guys are both taking Scott. Okay, I'll go. I'll go. Uh, I'll go. Day. Just Faden. Uh, yeah, fade it. Lenny right. Fader. All right. Episode one of uh, segment head to head in the books. I got all our answers marked down there. We'll get those recorded. Can't wait to sort of follow along and see how that uh, how that pans out, gentlemen. The side game is active. Okay. Oh. Well, we've done all the hard work. We've done our research. Uh, we, we've got our picks ready. It's that time uh, of the episode to bring our locks to the table, uh, tell our listeners, you know, basically who they should be fading this week with their bets. So, um, you know, if we look at our leaderboard, um, bad week last week. So uh, the pressure's mounting. We need to hit a winner. Um, let's see if we're feeling it this week. Um, I'm going to start, uh, we got, uh, uh, Lambo, you start us off here. Uh, give me your winner. Give me your top 10 finisher and give me a miscut player. Okay. So I've got a lot of bets, but I'm just going to give you sort of my golden apples right here. Uh, I've got Rory to win, uh, 10 to one. I just don't think you can compete with that right now. Uh, top 10 camera champ six to one uh and ricky fowler to miss the cut uh, i believe it's 1.4 to one and then i got a couple others just sort of out there johnny vegas i got a good feeling about this week i've seen some of him on social media uh, for top 10 and i've got uh hideki in there for a win as well just like kind of like the odds 27 to one long shot long shot kramer hickok 249 to one all right yeah all right. wow yeah. nice I love the Hideki pick. Um, he has been hitting the ball. I mean, it's the same thing all the time, but uh, one of these weeks he's going to, he's going to putt, uh, you know, at least decent <laughs> and mm -hmm. he's going to, he's going to win one of these big tournaments because um, he's just that good. So I love the Hideki pick. That's um, good. Fernal, what do you think of Lambo's picks? I like them. Um, sorry. I was just reading something. Do a quick recap on him in Lambo. 
but he's got yeah. he's got Rory for winner, Cameron yeah. Champ for top ten, and Ricky for Miss Cut. Okay, um, I've got um, Rory for for a winner as well. I like that pick, um, as I stated earlier in my. And I, my top 10, I like Max Homa. Max Homa really played well last week. And I think he continues, maybe not to get it done, but uh, look for him around the top 10. I think he'll keep it going. And then my miscut is, uh, like I said, in the head-to-head speeth. I, I, I don't think he'll uh, make the cut this week. And I don't know what the odds are. Rory 10-1, to 1, Homa 11-1 to 1, uh, for top 10. And I don't know what the um, – I'll have to take a look at what the odds are for, for miscut for speeth. They're good. I got him. It's plus 115 because that's my miscut cut pick um, is Jordan Spieth. So it's uh, plus 115 for Jordan to miss the cut. Uh, I've got Patrick Reed as my winner at 27 to 1. Um, I think he obviously there's lots of value on Patrick this week um, versus the last couple of weeks that he's played, maybe because he missed a the cut there. Um, so I'm going to jump all over that. And I've got uh, X, uh, Xander Shoffley, plus 175 uh, for top 10 as, uh, as my picks there. So uh, uh, any other any other bets uh, or, or players, gentlemen, that you're you're laying down with, uh, laying some money on this week that you want to throw out there before we finish off? Quick question. Did you guys hear about, um, uh, we were talking about Rom pulling out last week, but Charlie Hoffman pulled out and he he's back in and he was like eight under through two rounds and he just teed off on like second, third hole, I think, or on the, on the third round and he pulled out, but he's looking at, uh, he's back in the lineup. Do you guys hear what happened to him at all? No idea. Nope. He's like 124 to one right Missed now. Missed that. Yeah. He I, was, can't, I can't imagine he'll play well. It's a club. That was a club snap for me when, uh, when I was watching yeah. that leaderboard Saturday morning, yeah. Charlie Hoffman, I had him and then there's a WD. That was a club snap for sure. Good pickup for now. Might be uh, do some little uh, Charlie Hoffman investigation here. Yeah, I've also got some units on uh, Hovland this week, thirty-two to one. I, I got like a good, that. I got a good feeling. Uh, Adam Scott, Gary Woodland, and like I said, Jason Day. I got some on him as well. Nice. Lambo's got the board covered. Fernie, nice, anything? Nice. Any, yeah, any other Hovland. sprinkles out there? Yeah, Hovland, he's 34 to 1. Did you say 32 to 1, Lambo? Uh, yeah, when I took him, he was 32. So yeah, I don't know. Well, yeah, he's yeah he's trending at 34 right now on cool bets. So I, I've kind of circled him as my uh, my nice juicy pick there. Um, uh, another guy I might be to work to look at is is uh, Billy Ho. Um, he's been playing well. He's 54 to 1. Uh, maybe sprinkle a little juice on him and yeah, take a look at see what Charlie Hoff what's going on with Charlie Hoffman because that's a one twenty nine to one right now. I wonder. Yeah, like I mean, if he's fine, you may you may as well just throw a couple bucks yeah. on him, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and the other thing the other thing is is to remember is that you know it does it does come down to Saturday. It does come down to Sunday. Um, there's always the live bet option, you know, in play before the fourth round. And I mean, we saw it last week, right? Like um, I looked at Cantley and, and I just thought he was too far back, but you know, like there, there's some good bets to be made on the weekend. Yeah. Um, you know, when you sort of see who who's up there and, and who might have a chance on Sunday. Um, here's some prop bets I'm looking at 
I haven't touched them yet this year, um, but I'll just give you give the lines out there. So uh, every week they have a hole in one prop bet, um, plus one thirty five for no and minus one sixty seven for yes. Uh, I'm going to be on that plus one thirty five um, for obvious reasons. Uh, give me the juice all day. Um, playoff, uh, no playoff is minus 500. Yes. For a playoff is plus 375. I'm also going to be on yes. Yes. Playoff. Uh, so I'll be rooting for a playoff at plus 375. Yep. And then interesting this week, they have a prop bet on the, the, the final winning score. So, um, minus 17 or lower is plus 280, um, minus 14 to minus 16 is plus 160. And minus 13 or higher is plus 120. And just wanted to get, um, obviously, I'd love to throw some money on the minus 17 or better at plus 280, but um, I've never bet the winning score before. What are your thoughts on, is there any way to predict whether Tory's going to be set up, uh, you know, easy or Lambo? What do you think? Seven under last year, I think. Yeah, I don't remember what it was last year, but I'll, I'll say this. I think they're going to want to one, uh, sort of show the teeth this week um, as a preparation for Tory for the U.S. Open. Um, it just it makes sense to me that they'd want to sort of put a little bite into the golf course. And two, the weather in San Diego has been absolute garbage this past week. Um, very, very cool conditions, uh, yeah. which means the ball isn't going to fly as far. Um, you know, guys aren't going to be able to get it as close. They're not going to make as many birdies, I don't think. I think it's going to be, you know, what was it, minus 17 or less? Yeah. yeah. Minus 17 or less. Yeah. Is there. Yeah. I mean, it looks like a long shot on there, but I, you know, I think it's actually not a bad bet. All right. Interesting. Yeah. So those are some prop bets. I'm definitely on the, the, the no hole in one and yes for playoff along with my, uh, my win top 10 and miss cut bets, probably a couple others that I'll finalize and we will publish everything um, on our, on our Instagram account, uh, golfer degenerate podcast. Uh, gentlemen, any uh, closing remarks before we uh, head off into the week that is the Farmers Insurance Open? Happy betting. Yeah, good luck.